Welcome to the 21 Virtues Podcast. I'm Jock and I'm here to help you ignite and awaken the spiritual warrior within from the wisdom and the virtues of the ancient warriors. You'll hear from individuals who have overcome adversity, who have triumphed over trauma, who have transformed their lives with the power of the warrior spirit, inspiring you to do the same. So join me as we ignite the transformation of your life, bringing all the pieces together in mind, body and soul so you can live as the spiritual warrior you were meant to be. Now, let's dive into our episode. Good afternoon, good evening or good morning, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are. Let me ask you a question. Are you a person who meditates? Do you meditate regularly? Do you meditate during the day, do you meditate in the morning? Do you meditate at night? Do you meditate every day? What if I told you that sometimes meditation might not be what you need? What if I told you that meditation can actually be dangerous and so can mindfulness? So when we come right back, we're going to jump into this conversation, which is going to be interesting. This has come up because a friend of mine asked a question, and this is why I'm doing this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jock. This is 21 Virtues. Welcome. We will be right back, and we'll get right into it. God bless. No matter who you are or your gender, whether you're a leader, executive, CEO, or entrepreneur, if you feel that you have a greater purpose in life, then my 21 Virtues program is for you. This program features one-on-one mentorship with myself, Blending the powers of the spiritual warrior wisdom with the real world to ultimately transform your life from inside to out. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Let me preface this by kind of explaining to you that a good friend of mine, actually one of our writers in one of our magazines, has gone through a bit of a rough patch. A rough patch and one of the things that she said to me was that she had started meditating and instead of getting better and instead of experiencing the wonderful benefits and everything of meditation, that she actually started feeling worse. And she started feeling really bad and that it wasn't doing her any good. And so she decided to back off. And then we had a conversation and that conversation kind of went, well, yeah, actually there's there's a danger to meditation and people don't even, don't even realize it. And that might be quite shocking to you, ladies and gentlemen, because meditation as a practice has so many, many benefits. And that's what we talk about all the time. We talk about the benefits of meditation. You know, the first thing someone says, if you're anxious, you'll meditate. If you want to manifest something, well, meditate. If you want to develop your, your spirit, meditate. If you have got a problem in your life that you want answers to, meditate. And whilst that seems really, it is beneficial and that seems really easy, as a saying that I always always say to people, is that meditation is difficult in its simplicity and it's simple in its difficulty. And what I mean is that it's on, on the surface level, on the illusionary level, if you like, everything seems rosy in the garden. Meditation is about going quiet within, is about connecting to your inner being. And that's what people think. And people have this idea that if we meditate, then we we will have you know sandals on and a kaftan and beautiful music and we'll sit there and we're on the path to enlightenment. It doesn't happen like that. 
And a lot of people give up meditation. And the reasons they give up meditation is one, because their mind is always busy. And I've got another tutorial, another episode that I talked about in terms of dealing with the monkey mind. And it might have been on one of my other channels, but I'll link it below. Uh, you know, the idea is that, that we should have this quiet, calm, still mind. And the reality is, is that when you start to meditate, that it's, it's far from calm and it's far from quiet and it's far from peaceful. In fact, we will often sit there, ladies and gentlemen, and the minute our mind gets busy, we immediately equate ourselves with failure. We may immediately think, oh, we're, not, we're failing at this meditation malarkey. So there's there's no way I can do this because I'm not, I, I, I'm not built for being a monk. I, I'm not built for being this kind of spiritual guru or anything. We have a wrong idea about what meditation is. And the reality is, is that we have a great expectation of what meditation is. And in that expectation, we can cause ourselves tremendous anxiety and we can cause ourselves some of our own suffering because expectation is the root of all suffering. In fact, I, I was on a podcast yesterday, some great friends of mine on the Ron and Scripted with myself and Chris and Walt, and we were getting right into this whole idea of expectation and how expectation of something can cause us a great deal of suffering. And this is the same in meditation, ladies and gentlemen. When we dive into meditation, we have this expectation of what it should be. Instead of it being a joyful experience, we think, okay, so if I get in this meditative experience, then everything in the garden should be beautiful. It should be tranquil. It should be peaceful. But all of a sudden, your mind gets in, oh, God, I've got to pick up the kids. Oh, what about this? I need to go and pick up the shopping. Oh, my God, what is Susie doing at school? And, oh, I've got to go and I've got a teacher. I've got a parent teacher. And your mind is so busy. And so you begin to create even more internal anxiety and you think you're failing. And that's just an illusion. That's not perception and you give up and that, that's one aspect of it that's just one aspect of it and so then, then maybe maybe you're, you're the part that you'll keep going right and then you'll come back to it you realize that all right you've just started and the more and more you do it you begin to get you may begin to feel a little bit better and you get a little bit better at it and there's little glimpses of peacefulness in amongst all that angst and in amongst all that noise that's in your mind but in actual fact, ladies and gentlemen, what a lot of people don't realize that if you're not prepared for meditation, if you don't, if you don't really understand it, then you could possibly find yourself opening a Pandora's box of problems. And in fact, there has been some studies, and there's, especially in mindfulness and how mindfulness has been used in a clinical environment. And I'll actually maybe link some papers to that that I've really enjoyed reading that actually exemplifies the danger associated with it. And what I mean by that is I, I'm not going to dive into the whole idea of, you know, open up your mind and evil spirits or spirits getting into, you know, that's, that's for another podcast on another show. But what I want to talk about is your psychological point of attraction. Okay, if you have a psychological point of attraction that has experienced trauma, for instance, or then the potential of you releasing something inside of you that's uncomfortable is very high. And in fact, when you start to analyze, when you start to go into a mindfulness practice or you start to go into a meditative practice, remember, mindfulness and meditation have a relationship, but they're different. Mindfulness is not meditation. Meditation is not mindfulness. 
Okay, that practice brings you to a point of where you you learn to meditate through being aware and on purpose and working through the emotions and what comes up. And this is what I mean by this is that, you know, John Kabat-Zinn, I can't remember what his whole, there's a couple of definitions, but, uh, you know, he talks about this, having this awareness and on purpose awareness and seeing where, you know, feeling where things are in your awareness and understanding that. But then what happens is maybe I should have taken some notes before I started this and I actually remembered exactly what the statement is but memory like I said that's another story but what it is is that when you are being mindful or you're in a meditative state you're in a meditative practice if you have suffered trauma or you have suffered some anxiety something that has caused you a great deal of upset in your life the chances are is when you actually go into this quiet state, those feelings, those memories, if you will, will come up to the surface. And the thing is, is that's a good thing, ladies and gentlemen, because as it comes up to the surface, that's when we can look at it, we can see it as an observer and not be the participant and then allow this transformation to occur. But obviously what happens is, dependent on your vibration, right, spiritual vibration, or dependent on your psychological point of attraction, right, your psychological point of vibration, whatever you want to experience it, you will potentially find yourself in a battle in your mind, if you like. That's the way I can explain, because these negative thoughts will rise up to the surface and you're not ready for it, right? We'll go into the potentials of how dangerous that can be in a moment, but you're not ready for it because your expectation is, is that as you go into the meditation and that experience, that it's going to be beautiful and you're going to manage to calm the anxiety, you're going to breathe and you're going to become aware of your breathing and you're going to become aware of the moment. You're going to become more attuned to your body. You're going, you're going to embody this mindfulness inside of you physically, emotionally, everything, every aspect of it. And so you're expecting something to be beautiful. You're expecting to experience this amazing sense of peace that is going to take away all that angst and that sort of that anxiety that you have. But what you find is that things will present themselves. The experiences you have had that have caused you suffering will come up. You'll feel perhaps worse, and so you'll be fearful of it. You'll not want to meditate because... As you start to go down that path, you realize that everything in the garden is not rosy. And that the more that you do this, the more that you're facing the very fears that you're trying to run away from. And, and I mean that, you know, run away. Because in order for us to transform it, we need to face it head on and we need to transform it, right? But that's not what you're doing. And you get fearful of it and so you, you pull yourself away and you, you you realize that this is just this is not what you expected because again, your expectations are totally out of kilter, they're out of balances because you don't understand it. How dangerous can this be? Well, if you've gone through turmoil, if you've gone through maybe a breakup of a marriage, maybe you're a person who was abused as a child, like my my friend Walt was abused as a as a as a kid. And he has utilized that to 
serve others and and now he's made that as as a strength and that's that's another another show for us when we talk more about how trauma can be your your greatest gift but if you've experienced trauma and you think that going into a meditation and taking it up meditative practice is what's going to heal you from that trauma you're right and you're wrong it can be a catalyst to you healing it can be a catalyst to you going through that and coming out the other end a different person however you still have to face all those negative things. So like I said, it's going to come up on the surface. So if you've gone through trauma as a child, or if you've had a really bad separation, or you, even if you've lost a loved one and you're, you're traumatized from that experience, your mind may not be ready to jump into a meditation practice because ultimately you will have to face those demons. You'll have to face those dragons and battle them and slay them. Do you suffer from anxiety? Do you ever feel worthless, unloved, or that you have no purpose in life? What if I told you that you could change your life in just 21 steps? Start sowing the seeds of transformation instantly with my 21 Virtues program. Ignite your inner greatness with a curriculum that will teach you how to heal the mind, the body, and the soul through ancient warrior wisdom. This one-on-one mentorship with myself will unleash the power that you hold within. You'll work through your blocks and you'll increase the divine power you hold internally. In 21 steps, I'll help you transform every area of your life so you can achieve the greatness of the spiritual warrior inside of you. God bless. And here's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen. If if you are a lady who's going through the menopause at the moment, a lot of people will turn around and say, you know, jump into meditation, it's going to help you. But if you're anxious, if you have anxiety, if you have uh, potential things, if you're dealing with things in your life at the moment where it could be transition of a career or it could be, you know, family is ill or something like that, all of these things will be exacerbated and they will show up even stronger because the meditation that we enter into or the mindfulness practice we enter into, we're going into it so that we can transform. We're going into this so that we can become more aware. We can become the observer, not the participant, and we can not allow it to affect us. But that means we still have to, we still have to face it. Right? We have to face it, we have to see it as, as, as an observer and, and to be able to witness it for what it is and allow it to just pass. You know, one time I always fought with meditation myself, you know, it was always how can I calm my mind? And the greatest thing I was ever told was by was actually by my wife was like, you know, see that problem as a little balloon and then see it just passing through your awareness and then floating out the other end and don't give it any heat, don't give it any attention. Just Notice it and let it go. Notice it and let it go. Well, in, in, a, in a mindfulness experience or in a meditative experience, we don't tend to notice and just let go. We don't tend to notice and surrender, especially if you've actually been through trauma. Being through trauma, what happens is, is that you notice it and you are activated. It becomes a trigger because you feel that feeling again. Okay? Remember that we're becoming aware of what's in our mind. We're becoming aware. We're embodiment. The embodiment of our practices is, is, is our whole being. And so the emotions become part of us and we start to feel that again. We feel how bad we felt. 
we feel the trauma that we went through again. We start to witness it as if it's it's there and we're going through it again, and, and it makes us even worse. So meditation is not something you should jump into without really understanding the potentials of a meditative or a mindfulness practice or the negative potentials, not just the positive potentials, but the negative potentials. And if you're going through a hormonal imbalance like the menopause and you're finding that when you meditate, you're you're getting more anxious, more anxiety, and you know things are being exacerbated for you, then that that's true because, and that's not just because of the, the, the menopause, it's because the meditative experience does bring to the surface that which you need to face and, and transform. And so I, for any of you out there, whether you're a woman going through that, that time in life or whether you're a, a guy or who's lost, you know, is suffering through loss, or you've gone through trauma, whether you're a kid, you're a teenager, an adult, whatever it is, you've gone through trauma in your life, whether it's a bad breakup, whether it's abuse or anything else. Meditation may not always be the thing that you want to turn to unless you're actually being guided to it and you become aware of the potentials, of the negative potentials, and then you can be guided through that uh, with someone who's got experience <sighs> and how, how so if you don't have if you haven't you know you're not in a meditative group how can you deal with this well one certainly learning from someone like me to to let you know that look it's okay right it's okay for you to become aware and to notice that these feelings are making you feel anxious and making you feel is negative. That is, it is part of it because it's going to face it. But it, ultimately, nobody can take you through that journey. You have to do it yourself, right? You have to face it, make the choices to to go through it, to go through the gauntlet. But to recognize for what it is, it's just a memory that you can transform. You can choose to transform it or not. You can choose to let it upset you or not. You don't necessarily have to just stop all your meditative practice, especially if you know that you're going to be facing some things. However, here is the caveat. If you are going through turmoil, if you are going through grief, if you are going through massive changes in your life that are causing you anxiety and your psychological point of attraction is not balanced, don't jump into meditation too easy. Don't jump into doing a mindfulness practice because there are certain things, as I have mentioned, that will cause you more suffering. And the worst thing, ladies and gentlemen, is, as I've said many, many times, and you've heard me many times say it for those of you that know me, let's ditch the expectations because if we have a wrong expectation about meditation, if we have a wrong expectation about the journey that we're going on through that practice, it's just going to cause suffering. And that's not what we want. So realize that not everything to do with meditation and mindfulness is beautiful. Not everything is all about the, the rose-tinted glasses. There is opposites there's a yin and there's a yang there's balance that's needed there's the light and there's dark we don't we only know light because we understand dark we only understand dark because we understand light the reality is is that we need both so if you're going to jump into a spiritual practice then realize that you must be aware 
that in that spiritual practice, the balance will come. But only when you become aware of the imbalance, you're going to feel that which is imbalanced because it's going to rise up. It's going to come forward through your mind, through the memories, so that you can face them. And that's what you need to do. You need to face them. You need to become aware of them. You need to become aware of why it is that you're feeling that way and understand that it's part of that process because it's a gift. It's an opportunity that you've been given to face it again and let it not hurt you because you don't need to participate in the emotion. You just need to be an observer of the emotion. And like that balloon that I was told about many years ago, let that balloon come into your awareness and then surrender it and let it leave your awareness. That's how we have to deal with it. So there's a dark side to meditation. There's a dark side to mindfulness. Be aware of it, ladies and gentlemen, and your practice will take on new heights. You're, you'll become more attuned to what is needed inside of you in your spirit so that you can be able to, to work with that. Just remember that whatever you do, there's always going to be, you're always going to be presented with that challenge. It's, you know, spirit's always going to challenge you. And if we don't get challenged, we don't grow. It's the same in our meditation. If we don't get challenged and stick with it, we won't grow. But if you're going through some psychological turmoil or you're going through some other things, then don't do it. Don't do meditation. So that leads me on to my kind of last little thing. So what, what would you do? Because you'll, you'll come in, you know, I know what's going to happen. People are going to email me and say, well, you told us not to meditate, so I'm not meditating. What else can I do? Well, I'm telling you not to be not take take that mindfulness practice seriously and go diving into it if you're if you're out of balance, out of kilter, out of sorts, right? Same as I would do is working in the other side of things that I do. I wouldn't teach anyone that was maybe psychologically challenged or imbalanced in any way or going through some kind of mental anguish. And I don't mean mental disease. I don't mean sight. But you can if you're going through suffering you can cause yourself further psychosis. You can cause yourself psychosis, not further psychosis, but you could get so entrenched into the negativity and then you can, you can actually cause yourself a serious mental imbalance that might need uh, clinical intervention. So what I'm saying, I'm not telling you just to give up everything on meditation at all. What I'm telling you is to become more aware of it and be, be prepared to face the gauntlet, run through it and come out the other end. But if you are already suffering and you're already going through this, so he here's a couple of tips for you. Meditation experience, you don't have to sit with the whole idea of being in quiet and, and you know, work with your thoughts. You can just sit outside and just read a book quietly. That's a kind of, that's getting you into a meditative experience, right? You can sit outside and you can just watch nature. You can just you can look at a flower and you can just just contemplate on that flower. You don't have to go into this. I need to be silent and I need to go through this visualization and then you start to feel all negative. You can build yourself up to it slowly. Maybe you can say a prayer. Take some five to ten minutes and just say say some nice prayers in your heart, and that's going to help you to to get more into that flow, to start to feel the change in the vibration and the energy before you get to the point where you're ready to go into a real practice and face what it is that you need to transform. 
So there's so many other ways you can listen to music. You could even be, and I'm not saying you don't need to be so mindful about it because people will say to me, well, if I'm listening to music or I'm contemplating a flower, isn't that mindfulness? Yes and no. You're not going right into the whole awareness and becoming, you know, with your intent there and focused on the anchor and, and bringing yourself, if you lose it, back to the anchor. You're not doing all that. All you're doing is being in the moment, if you like. All you're doing is sitting outside and, you know, or something, you know, I will, I bought a, a couple of new bonsais recently and I can sit and stare at them for ages. <laughs> it looks a bit sad, but I, I, I love it. I can sit and stare at them and it brings me a kind of peace. So there's so many other things that you can do, ladies and gentlemen, so many things that, that will take you into, toward, you're going toward the aspect, going toward going into that potential meditative practice with an awareness and with an understanding of the, both the positive and the negative potentials to deal with it. You know, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear if you have experienced this. This is a, it's a lot of, this is type of research that I do as well in a lot of my work in my academic field as well. So I want to hear, you know, have, have you had experiences where you went into meditation, like my friend, and, and then found out that you were starting to get more anxious and more depressed? And remember, there's a danger. If you are suffering from depression, many people will say to you, you know, if you're depressed, meditate, you get out of it. Oh, my God, no. You don't send a person who's depressed into a meditative mindfulness experience because it will get worse you need to slowly, slowly bring them out of it. Get to understand, you know, try to, to teach, you know, get out of that vibration, that lower vibration of depression and to start to raise the vibration to, you know, to set that aside, to surrender it. So if you're, you're, you're depressed, don't go into meditative experience. Don't go into meditation practice. Not unless you have real guidance and someone can help you and you become aware of what you're actually going into. So, but I want to hear from you, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to connect with me and tell me of your experiences. You know, did you meditate and start to feel negative, start to feel that it wasn't doing you any good because you were facing things or things were coming up in your mind and maybe you were just feeling more and more uncomfortable. I want to hear about your experiences. I want to talk to you about these experiences. And did you manage to get through it? Did you have support for it? What happened? You know, I, I want to know that as well. But just, you know, if anything, take away this, ladies and gentlemen, is that, you know, meditation is simple and it's difficulty and difficult in its simplicity. I'm Jock. This is 21 Virtues. If you've got any questions, reach back to me. Have a wonderful evening, day, morning, wherever you are in the world. And thank you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, and connect with me. Ask me any questions you want. I'm happy to share. God bless. Make sure you're subscribed to the 21 Virtues podcast. To join the conversation, visit 21virtues.com, where you can ask questions and join a growing community. Thank you for tuning into this episode and pushing your mindset beyond its limitations. Until the next time. Be the warrior you were meant to be. God bless.